And welcome back to Rat Country. Yeah. That was my like, that was like the, when the fireworks end at, or, you know, go off at the beginning or something, just fucking <laughs> rad, well, or not rad, but rad country. Rad Sorry, rock. I ruined it, fuck it. Country wash. I'll start my own mobile detail and business called Country Wash. I'll yes. watch I only tend to country clients. Yeah, perfect. We can team up. In the country, if you're in the country and you live on an old gravel road, I'll come out and wash your hunk of shit. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna wear your shit kickers. Yep, and I'll wear my Daisy Dukes, and we'll go to town. Ooh, I love that. Let's I let's talk about this more. This is the the company uniform: Daisy Dukes, yeah. shit it's kickers, like, and a trucker hat. Like, and a trucker hat and a uh, crop top. Ah, uh, like the mesh crop top. Yeah. But yeah, like, sweet. Any questions anybody comes out and asks me, I'm like, hell yeah, brother. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, uh, love this. Unfortunately, Dude, you're telling I, won't, me. I won't be drinking what? beer. Unfortunately, no, no, I won't okay. be drinking. Yeah. Just, Just drink like a LaCroix. Yeah. Just crack it or uh, a, uh, I don't dabble in any of the non-alcoholic drinks, but uh, I think there's some. I, I just won't. So. <laughs> it's not worth it. It doesn't taste that good. That's it doesn't make any sense to me right. at all. Yeah. It's a crutch. Um, yeah. So you were saying, sorry. You were saying before we started that you have been reading a very good book. And I yes. was interested and I started asking too many questions and you're like, hold the fucking phone. We're going to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about it. I, I'm super interested. Yes. So I've been reading Endure by Cameron Haynes, which is a pretty phenomenal book. I've, I've uh, had him in the back of my mind ever since I read it all the time. Like, Oh, you can try harder pussy. Um and yeah. uh, so, so basically, <clears throat> it's. I mean, obviously, Cameron Haynes. You know who he is. He's a he's a frequent guest on Joe Rogan. He yep. uh, is an ultra marathon runner slash bow hunter slash just about kind of like all around be, badass. Yeah, he's just awesome, yeah. like yeah. a Goggins level dude. But I think Goggins is above him kind of a little bit in his own way so yeah but uh <clears throat> i listened to cameron haynes on another podcast today which is uh um a weightlifting podcast that i listen to mm-hmm. and uh really good stuff but it's kind of it's kind of cool to hear cameron haynes out of his element like people asking him like probably like him and joe rogan could go off on a tangent because they both are into the same thing and these guys didn't aren't into what he's into, so it's kind of okay. it was kind of cool to see him get some questions that you know wouldn't typically go down a rabbit hole on the Joe Rogan podcast. So nice. Um, but the uh, yeah, the book is is pretty interesting as far as like what he does and and how he, I think the most interesting part is is his routine and he hasn't taken a family vacation in like 20 years. He hasn't done anything. 
outside of like training to be the best that he can be at his craft, which was kind of like, that's, uh, I don't know how he kept his family together, but he has. Uh, yeah. That, <laughs> uh, that's for some people, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I don't, uh, I don't know if I could do that, but <clears throat> yeah, I feel like I already do that, but I'm like family <laughs> vacation. Who needs that? Like <laughs> nobody needs that. I do. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been on a family vacation. So, well, maybe when I was a kid, but yeah. But um, yeah, he shoots, I think like 17,000 arrows before opening season, something like that. Wow. And then all these just crazy stuff that he, he does. And he's more of uh, a writer, he said, than a, uh, than anything else. Like that was his passion is, is to be a writer. And he's written a couple of books already. And then he wrote this one. And it's, I mean, it's hard to explain. There's little nuggets in there that just kind of like click in my brain. And I'm like, yeah, like it makes sense. Um, things that obviously if you already work out or if you already do stuff, because he bases all everything, like he says, Ultimately, he wanted to go to all these places to go hunting that he wanted to go places nobody else would be. And one of the things that, that I was found very interesting and very much like that's he's, he's a different on a different level than I will probably ever be. But he says that he's like, I will. I will pack into like 10 or 12 miles into the forest and or into the mountains and and go hunt. And he's like, I've done that hunting, hunting bear. And he's like, I, I'm not a rifle hunter. And he's like, I don't really want people to shoot any animal that I didn't kill myself because he's like, the way I see it is if I don't kill them and they kill me, that's just how it has to be. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking bold right there. You don't hear that very often, but yeah. uh, Yeah. I like that in him. What is this new book you said was Endure? Endure. Yeah. Endure. Yeah. Nice. It's a, it's <clears throat> really good. It goes clear back to whenever he first started and got his start and his family and, and all that nice. stuff. And I, uh, I um, got, let's just say that I don't, I, I read some, but I'd rather listen to a book on tape. Well, mm-hmm. obviously audio book. And I was flying to Cincinnati, um, let's see, two weeks ago, a week ago or so. And I got on the plane and I went to Chicago first, which Chicago is a quick flight. So 45 minutes. So I just kind of like, I had to get up at like three o'clock to get to the airport on time. So uh, I got there and I, for first 45 minutes, I just slept. And then from, it's like a almost two hour flight from, Chicago to Cincinnati it was like an hour and a half something like that so I started reading that book and I got through 100 pages like in that time frame and I was like oh this doesn't happen very often where I just sit here and I'm like <laughs> like super intense focused so yeah <clears throat> and the uh people that were sitting like next to me and stuff were uh 
you kept asking me questions about the book, I guess. Um, and I was just kind of like, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm going to read it. So, um, <laughs> like, yeah. How about let me read now? I can answer your questions. Yeah, I can't answer them right now. <laughs> That's funny. Dude, I, I've heard him say that, uh, Cameron Haynes about how, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the training that he does, you know, for his marathons or things like that actually all work really well into whenever, you know, the season opens for hunting where he's able to take those big long hikes out into like the back country to, yep. to hunt the animals that nobody else, you know, are hunting. That's crazy. I've never hunted in the back country, but I've hiked to the back country and like stayed out there. And I can't imagine like you're carrying all this gear to get there just for me at the time, you know, to sleep and then eat whatever else and then just come back. But he's now having to bring back an entire fucking animal yeah. on his back along with all the shit that he took with him. Like, I, yeah, like that's a lot. Like 200 to 300 pounds of meat, depending yeah. on what he kills. Yeah, and he's saying, like, you know, being 10 to 12 miles in, and you've got to think of it as, like, you kill an animal that far out, you've got to dress it, pack it up, what you can. You can't take all 300 pounds at once. You'll kill yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're taking maybe, like, at the most 50 pounds at a time, but you're going to take as much as you can. And you have you have to pack that out ten miles, walk back ten miles, right? Grab it out again. <laughs> yes. And he's like, he's like, yeah, it's just. He's like, it, you hope that you have more people with you hunting so that you can all pack it out rather than just one person because he's like, then you're on the risk of like other animals getting a hold of it and everything else. So can you imagine you just get back to it and there's fucking just like mountain lions like nope this is ours now bitch. <laughs> he would probably fight him for him <laughs> you just go up there and kick one in the face yeah this is my bear <clears throat> no but uh yeah it's been it's been a good book and then you know i, I could see to where i think it, even with me not too long ago like a few years ago whenever i got sober and stuff like that it was more of like that was the mindset i had to like adapt in order to remain sober i guess you could say mm -hmm. and so mm -hmm. it was like hey if i'm not always practicing this and push comes to shove and it comes down to the wire of it depending on you know being at tip top level whatever the case may be then hey then i've uh failed i could possibly fail so and even with like working out and stuff like that i'd just rather not be in a situation where I need to move this heavy weight from point A to point B and I can't cause I'm not prepared. I just rather always be, always be prepared. And yeah. And, uh, that's it. It's interesting. He's got an interesting outlook on things. So nice. I will have to check that one out. It will go on my list. I have like three books on my list right now. So, yep. I've got that one. And then I've got to finish sprinkling cover up book. Or start it mm. and finish it. Which is interesting. Don't go down. That's a fucking rabbit hole. Are I you know. are you in it? Are you like deep in it? Uh I was at like two years ago. And yeah. for those of you listening, the Franklin cover up is the Franklin Credit Union up in North Omaha. 
in the 80s, I think. And basically it was a child sex trafficking ring from the like White House. I mean, the Johnny Gosh case was all about it. I mean, it was just, there's a guy here, I think in Omaha, that was like a part of it, got out of it. And, and I mean, what's his name? Do you know his name? I can't remember his name. Um, but there's that, there's that park in Omaha. Um, it's out in the boonies. Remember what park that is? Uh, Hummel. Hummel, park. Hummel park. Yeah. 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 And so we went out there the other day cause we were just in the area working and, uh, mm-hmm. like went to that, um, like recreation area where you can have that like pavilion. Yeah. And dude, uh, it is, it is creepy. Like you've got the, the walkway and then the staircase leading through the trees and they did, would say that go ahead did you did you do the staircase challenge no we it's called it it's called the devil's staircase yeah no and they were saying like you can count up yes and count count all the stairs and they will never be the same ever correct or if or if it's going down i can't remember the the stairs are never the same count. it's one of my favorite things to do with people who haven't done it yet yeah, it's I haven't done it yet, so we have to do that. Nice. We did it live as teenagers. from Humble Park. Yeah, that dude, we should do that. Uh, we did it as teenagers in the dark. It was scary oh, as fuck. And back then, that pavilion that's at the bottom of that staircase, it it used to be. It's more of a parking lot now, I believe. It is. I think it used to actually be like there was structures there where you could have picnics and whatever. But huge fucking like swastikas were like graffitied on the ground and like all these like just I guess what people would say are like demonic like symbols and shit just like spray painted everywhere. It felt so weird uh, to be there back then. Well, of course, I have no photo evidence. I wish we would have had phones that we could take pictures with because we would have that. I'm sure someone does somewhere. Well, it was funny because whenever we got there, like I was at the top of it. So that pavilion is at the top of that staircase and yeah there is one up there the first time i was <clears throat> i was there it was during like the that ghost omaha ghost tour oh. and remembering back to it now and they're like i was at the bottom of it then and so i've been down there we parked there and then like it was dark so we had to use like um uh mbg to see it mm-hmm. and dude it was creepy it was super creepy and they would say, they said that like people would line up on those stairs, like to get up to sacrifices or what the hell ever they were doing up there. Like Holy there was so much just like swept under the rug on yeah. back in the day in Omaha. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't so I the, wouldn't even know where to start. The Franklin cover up goes like super deep though, right? You were saying that it like goes into the like the federal government people are involved and part of yeah. the cover a part of covering it up or some shit. The dude yeah, who the, that go ahead. The white house, like the late night parties after parties at the white house, like taking like underage boys up there from boys town. Oh my God. <clears throat> and then uh, all these, like there was some senators or something. And, uh, and I, I need to read the book before I make any, you know, firm, 
statements about it. But uh, yeah, there was like some senators and all that that were uh, like knew what was going on, some stuff that could really get some people in trouble. And then like they mysteriously had like plane crashes and like all this random stuff. Uh, yeah. But <clears throat> I think most of my knowledge comes from uh, that Sword and Scale podcast I listened to that one time about like mm-hmm. like three hours of just going through like what they were doing to these kids and uh like what the fuck like how are yeah. and then and then what's crazy man is the larry king guy that was like the head ringleader of the franklin credit union um and like laundering all the money through there he you look him up you would think that this would be a big deal like you would think that like you would read some stuff about it he like he barely has a Wikipedia page. Like he just fell off the face of the earth. Like for real. Yeah. Like there's there's nothing to find out. Like what's this guy doing now? Like <laughs> there's no there's probably... no VH1 show. Like, where is he at now? Yeah, no, not at all. But uh, yeah, it's um, that'll be an interesting book to read. I'm afraid it's gonna fuck me up. So I'm like, wait, yeah. saving it for last that's yeah i i stopped going down that that rabbit hole just because like you said it's just like you read some of this shit and you're like oh my god if this is real like what the fuck yeah how did we let this happen like they were talking right. about like pre- former presidents that were involved and all this stuff and you're just kind of like what it may right it makes you like it has the potential to make you hate systems that are in place you know what i'm saying like yes i really love our country but if people at the highest levels of our country are getting away with shit like this or covering it up on purpose yeah i really hate that system that allows that that right no it'll it'll be an interesting read and then i don't know if i i think if you talk about it nowadays you get murdered but yeah whatever about it <laughs> but um yeah that's uh that book and then of course david goggins book i started reading I, i'm reading like three books at the same time so it's just got to get my that life feels, together that feels inefficient it is inefficient because <laughs> currently none of them are getting read so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh, no but uh yeah this uh Johnny that, Depp one. I know. I saw that. I was <laughs> I was pretty happy for him. Yeah. I was just like, if he doesn't win, like there's something extremely wrong with the with our fucking judicial system currently. <laughs> yeah, that was a train wreck. I didn't watch a bunch of the trial, but I just heard and read, you know, stories here and there. And it yeah. was just holy shit. Yeah. But, yeah, who knows? I mean, that whole Hollywood stuff, man. Like now that, like, you know, obviously social media has brought to light like a lot of like people's lives and like yeah. what they do. I just think, like, back to if this would have been in the early two thousands, even like ninety, late nineties, early two thousands, we wouldn't probably even be talking about this because we wouldn't know anything that was actually going on. Right. There there wouldn't be streaming from the courthouse. And if they were, <laughs> nobody would be paying attention to it. 
No, because it'd be it'd be competing with like primetime TV, right? Or uh, and you get like a five minute or a a thirty second blurb of it on the on the local news channel, right? Yeah, like oh, Johnny Depp slept his girlfriend shit in his bed again. No God damn deal. it! Yeah, Some that was the weird. That was the weird part. I was just kind of like. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why you pooped in his bed. Some like coke fueled evening. It's like I'm gonna take a shit in the bed. Yeah, mm, sounds like, like a good idea. Maybe it was like they were trying to like a, do some cosplay with like the two girls one cup. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Um, I um. Went, uh, yeah, I guess in the past, it's been a couple, what, two weeks since we did a show? Anyway, we've got this Wednesday, we do have, finally have John Brent coming on, nutrition coach. So anybody that's listening and like wanting to get some pointers on how to lose weight and all that stuff. And, and, uh, I don't like to call it diet because it's not really a diet. It's just like a lifestyle change. If you need a lifestyle change, this will be the, one to listen to he's he's helped me i want to say we've been working together since um february yeah probably february i feel like that's about when you told me you started yeah when i i just remember i was in st louis and i was just like i'm a pile of shit right now like i have no I have no goals. I have no, like, of course I was, I mean, I wasn't anything horrible, but I was like getting down the path of like, I need to get in control because I'm not right now. I at least need to, to put some stuff in place. And so I, I just like, I remember reaching out to him and it felt weird because it had been like, like probably almost five years or three years since I had reached out to and asked anybody for help um, mm-hmm. in, in the way of, of fitness. And so I'd been like doing my own stuff for quite a while anyway. So we um, started, yeah, it was probably eight weeks ago and or not eight weeks, but like at least six. And so anyway, started to basically the whole thing is not really based around weight. It's just more of like, how do I feel mm-hmm. and how do I, how do I look? Uh, and I'm not really ever going to strive to be a physique model or anything like that. I just want to feel good and know mm-hmm. that I'm like moving towards something. And yeah, man, I weighed myself. I think whenever we first started and I was like 216 and now I'm down to 194, like I'm teetering around between 190, 195. So yeah, it's, nice. it's been been a nice change for me i know that um originally it was because i was getting up there and i was like man i'm tired of getting like the army you have to do every six months have to get do a weigh-in to make sure you're within regulations of Mm -hmm. your height your height and and size and i wasn't teetering the line but it was like it goes off body fat percentage after you get taped around your waist and neck and so I think I'm allotted to be at like 24% body fat, 24 to 28, somewhere like that, 
which is a, a lot. That's a quarter mm-hmm. of your body is fat then at that, at that point. Right. That's pretty high. Yeah. And lean so yet. we'll say it's lean. Yeah. And so I'm at 11% um, mm-hmm. as of uh, Saturday. So feel and pretty feel good about you, that. You feel good at, in that range? I feel great. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time. I mean, I went out today and uh, I started doing, I did legs. Um, today's the leg day. And then um, I went on a, I did a three and a half mile murder march is what I called it in my head because mm. I was just going to royally fuck myself up. And so from here to Norris High School, it's about a half a mile and got there and then did the hills uh, for a while and then uh, came back down and did pull-ups with my pack on and and uh, did 20 pull-ups and then went up and did the stairs at the football field and then did around uh, the track four times. So I put in a mile at the track mm-hmm. and uh, just trying to get my, cause I have that 50 mile March in August. So I'm just trying to get my body. It's my, that's the thing. Like even with the Cameron Haynes thing, it's like, Hey, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to show up in August and I haven't fucking done anything. Right. Because right. the first thing that's going to go is like, it's never my feet. It's my back. Mm-hmm. I'll get I'll get tired of walking that far at the, at some point, but um, the uh, my back is usually like carrying a pack is what gets tired the fastest. So just trying to get my body adjusted to carrying the weight. So it's uh it's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, I think the common theme in that book is like is you don't know what your body is, you know, like what is you know up to this point what your body's capable of because you've done what your body's capable, what you think it's capable of, but there's always more, there's room for more. And so just trying to um, figure out how I take myself into that danger zone. The place beyond the places. Yeah. And that's awesome, man. I have noticed for anybody that's on the line of, of haven't read a book for a while or done anything like that for a while, it really opens up your mind to like, I started, I wrote two songs last week and I was like, this is a direct effect of I'm reading. My brain is working on a different level now. Yep. It's opening itself up. So yeah, I definitely, it's, it's good for you obviously i always feel mentally better if i'm reading something yep because like you said it kind of expands it just expands your perspective is all Mm -hmm. it also allows for like i mean an expansion of your vocabulary too which is always good like it just makes you think and learn yeah and just um i think um make sure you just sharp more sharp, mm-hmm. I guess. And uh, yeah, it, I just, I think that, I think it's more of like even just the time because I mean, obviously you have to be in a quiet place to do it and like yeah. it's a quiet time and that doesn't happen very often, as you know, with kids in the house and, mm-hmm. and uh, then of course work and everything else. I can, I don't get the same effect. Like, I feel like it's cool to like listen to audiobooks. It is. 
because it's, it's convenient, but I don't have the same like feeling of accomplishment listening to a book as I do like, Oh, I'm almost there, you know, like yes. almost through the book. So yeah, it's definitely good. Jog the old brain. That's right. What else? So what's, what's going on with you, man? <laughs> there is so much going on. It's crazy. But I was actually, I was joking with somebody. I can't remember who I was talking to the other day. Like sometimes you just feel like you're spinning your wheels. You know what I mean? Like, am I actually, is there actually this much going on or like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, right. something kind of like in, in that place right now, like shit, I just need to kind of like take all this, all everything that's kind of jumbled up and then just kind of organize it and say, okay, well, maybe I'm not quite as like bogged down as I think I am. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like all things I'm, I'm speaking in very broad terms right now, just kind of all of life, you know, I agree. Kind of the same shit that everybody deals with, but you know, yeah, I've, I've tried to limit my phone time. Mm-hmm. Like re- recently, like I'll get on Facebook or whatever and like post things every like maybe once a week, once every two weeks or something like that. But I just like got so sick of like, I mean, and maybe everybody's the same, but I got so sick of scrolling through there and I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, (laughs) what am I looking for? I'm looking for nothing at all. Like I should be getting on here. Like if I'm going to get on here, I should be like providing some value of some sort, not like absorbing the nonsense that is social media. Right. It's like you, when you recognize, like you hear people talk about it, like you're in with social media, we are like the product. Yes. Right. And so like, when you realize that while you're doing it, you're like, fuck, like I'm get suckered. Yeah. For whatever that was for that five minutes, for that 10 minutes or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I try to put my phone down and like not pay attention to it. You know. Yeah, you're you're definitely a lot better than I am because I'll text you and then it'll be like two hours later and I'm like, oh, he's he's got his phone down. He's not paying yeah. attention to me. Pretty much. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think with with me, it's like if I see on my watch or something like Leslie texts me, I'm like, I know I have a time frame. I need to respond to that yes. before before it gets bad. And uh, yeah. so I do. But um yeah, as far as anything else that's going on, I'm like, dude, that's the same thing with emails at work and stuff like that. It's just kind of like, okay. Like sometimes right. you're like, okay. Yes. Like, fine. I, I get fine. it. Quit yelling at me. Like, <laughs> how do I know this many people? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes yep. me like want to like even like narrow my shot group even more to be like, I respond to these the mm-hmm. fastest. I don't, these are out here. And then these are like the ones that I can get to whenever I get to it. Like, yep. That's, uh, right. yeah. I, I didn't really answer your question. There's a lot. Business is great. Uh, Radwash is doing great. Um, so that's always exciting. That keeps me, you know, busy in multiple different directions. You're talking about like, you know, paying attention to your phone and reaching back out to people who reach out. That's hard to keep up with. You know, sometimes it's like, shit, you can't, you really try to get to everybody, you know, 
Um, yeah. But sometimes it'll be, uh, you know, a few days could pass by and somebody sent an email. It's like, fuck, I, I saw it. And they're like, I totally forgot to go back into my email, you know, to check that. Or, you know, it's now it's buried into like the third page or something like that. So you're like, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, I feel bad, but you know, kind of the same thing that you're saying. It's just like, whoa, it's, it's so much incoming. It's like, yeah, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> um, <laughs> good problem to have, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I did. I played a show at the Barnado. Yeah. How'd that uh, go? It was, it was good. It's a cool venue. Um, it's, it was just a Thursday night and I know what I'm doing on a Thursday night. I'm not out at a bar. So Mm-hmm. And most of the people that I associate with are the same way. Uh, and so it was, it, I mean, there, there was a good crowd throughout the night. It just wasn't a lot of people all at the same time. Oh, um, nice. And so I, I don't know if you know, but the owners of the Barnado, they own that Bentley dealership next door. And, I did not know that. And they own Woodhouse Ford. So. Yeah, awesome. I didn't know that until I showed up, and I was like, "Justin should probably be here." Great, to, uh, thanks. Can connect, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "I'm going to purposely make this harder for him. He has to get his own contacts." Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll reach out, and I'm going to give a one star, and I have to give a one star rating on Radwash before I. He yeah. wasn't very good. He he's very bad at Bentleys, yeah. and then. Like, dig yourself out of this whole peasant. I'll just tell him, don't fucking ever hire him to sing here again. Uh, we're just out to get each other. <laughs> He's really He was really bad, and he drunkenly walked he, off stage and threw up on me. And then he stole my fucking idea and said he's going to be uh, country wash now. Hey, uh, actually, speaking of uh, Bennington, my uh, cousin lives there uh brenda ferris and she said that she is on your list of people's cars to detail i believe or she reached out what was it now i now i feel stupid publicly what's her name uh ferris nice brenda and uh she's got a group of friends that i think you guys have like bennington days or something like that bennington something Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're going to try and get me to play at it this this year in August, I think. Nice. Yeah. I won't go. Yeah, please don't go. I mean, if, if you're you, not there, I'll probably go. But Yeah, if I don't play, I'd prefer if you didn't, you know, if you came out. If I do yeah. play, um, don't come out. And I'm going to, I don't know, take a shit in your bed. Maybe I'll come here. Welcome protest at your show. Yep. We need to make music great again. God hates, God hates Nick Rucker country. <laughs> Who God don't want you that? here. Is his middle, middle name Rucker or is his last name country? I don't get it. That's all your sign says. What's the Rucker? <laughs> why, why is his last name country? Which country? Better be America. Right. I don't think he's talking about America. That old boy, he likes him some Afghanistan. <laughs> Born and raised there. Oh, shit. That, well, that sounds exciting. That's big news. Yeah, it should be. Uh, 
I think it's a pretty big deal, isn't it? Like 300, 500 people or something like that usually go. I don't know. I haven't lived out here long enough to know. It's probably a good place to set up shop and put up yeah. the, uh, a tent and talk about Radwash. Mm-hmm. No, but um, yeah, nothing uh, earth shattering new has been going on. Just uh, tomorrow's the, uh, I don't know how many years it's been, but D Day. So, mm. which is remember. Remember, remember. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, okay. Very good. I was gonna. I was trying to think of something more profound, but just remember is good. Remember, yeah. Or don't. Whichever. Or you can do what you want. <laughs> you can be horrible at marketing. Come in, <laughs> or don't. Or no. I mean, you do whatever you want. Everybody's got. But people would want to come in then. They might. Like, what the you need to talk about. Like for your advertising, you need to do like the uh, Sealant Bros video, but it's like Radwash Bros. Radwash, the Rad Bros. <laughs> Just spraying each other, fighting over the, the wand. This is mine. <laughs> you walk by and you like spray cut my the back. tendons with the, the pressure washer. <laughs> I just fucking take fall this, forward. Take the skin right off your Achilles tendon. It's just some raw meat. All of a sudden, you start fucking just pressure washing the meat off my bones. <laughs> oh, that would be good. Rad horror. Rad, Rad fatality. Horror pressure washer murderer. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, that would do it. I didn't even think about that. That would you. Would, you could kill somebody and clean it up at the same time. You just fucking strap them to like stakes in the ground and you just start pressure washing them. Dude, how's that not have been a thing? So I don't I don't know. Who do we who do we need to talk to? Obviously a serial killer. Well I just want to murder somebody. Movie. I mean, that would be a clean, almost like clean cut, because it would just be like Yeah. And if it was hot water, dang. Ouchie. We've been into uh, um, the Vikings, the show. Did you watch this show? Yeah. It was Rag- uh, Ragnar. Oh, Ragnar Lothbrok. Yeah. We're, uh, we're deep into this show and it's fucking amazing. But like the uh, brutal murder is what made me think of it just now. There is wow. some crazy things that these people did. If they had pressure washers, they for sure would have used. Them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been uh, that. That's that show. Just like you would think that, like if you're doing a series like that, you would run out of like you'd be like, hey, let's just cut some corners to make it like quicker. Yeah, and they don't. They don't cut corners. It's just like every like every episode is just like the best made episode ever. Yes, that was the same now, thing with like better better call. Go ahead, better call Saul. Yeah, Sorry. I started watching that. Well, I already finished it, but we're all up to this point, and uh, I didn't realize that like they filmed the the Cinnabon part in Omaha. Yeah, like, and but it, obviously it's in like 
New Mexico where they film it, but they call it something Omaha. Shadow Shadow Lake uh, Mall or something like that in Omaha. And I'm like, mm-hmm. huh, that's interesting. So if you're watching Better Call Saul, you'll find that out at about season six or five or something like that. Yeah, man. Um, I got super into like Viking history too. Did you? Yeah. So I'm like super you know, fucking fascinated. People, people who say like the world is worse today, that it's like ever it's such dangerous times. Dude, fuck off. Look, th- these people who just saw a boat coming and they're like, fuck, god damn it. Now I have to deal with this today. Like yeah. I'm gonna lose my whole family, my house is gonna get burned down, I'm gonna be stuck in the woods somewhere if I make it. Like no one's thinking this way today. I mean, well, maybe the poor souls in Ukraine right now, but like, you know, here in America, no one's that story like, died. no one's afraid that they're going to get fucking raided. Have you done the 23 and me stuff? Like to find out what you're. <laughs> yeah. I, so yes, I did do ancestry, which is where I started with this Viking fascination because I had done ancestry Don't. months and months okay. ago. And it's all interesting, just kind of reading about your DNA history, all this. Um, Well, then I start looking up, okay, like the Viking history and just kind of that time frame, yada, yada. I was like, oh, shit, I did my ancestry. Like, I want to know, like, how much of my blood is Viking, right? Like, fucking, yeah. Um, So I go in and I look it up and there's like this new feature with ancestry where it kind of breaks down your DNA from both sides, like your mom, your dad, yada, yada. Um, I find out that I'm and this is really fascinating to me because well I'm brown so I'm like well I'm not quite 59. black not quite white right right where do I fit right so <clears throat> I find out I'm 59% like that northern European like right in the heart of fucking Scandinavia and I'm like well di- mixed in there right different regions yeah. but 59% of that and then the rest, obviously, is different versions of African. So I was like, yes, I am. I'm, I now am on a search to find how I'm directly related to the Ragnar uh, Lothbrok. <laughs> I wonder, <laughs> I wonder, like, what made you go with the ancestry one and not like 23andMe? Oh, it, my mom. She oh, okay. had done it. Her and my aunt started like uh, tracing our family tree and got super deep into it and they're like well we need to get our kids done and so she bought kids for everyone oh because i'm thinking about doing the 23 and me one just because i want to like find out want something i think i'm like there's i've definitely got some native american on the rucker side stuff Mm. and i don't know what so that would be it's like there's no Rutgers, I guess, that I talk to on a regular basis that would probably know. Mm-hmm. It's just always been like hearsay. Like I know my grandparents, they, my grandma looked straight up like almost Native American. Like if you saw her, she just had the long hair that was just like, I mean, she, they had buffalo outside their back of their house and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like something nice. here. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to know 
what it is. So yeah. I think I will do it in the next find out. It's fascinating, man. I Becky did 23 and me and there's a lot on there. That's better. I think um, better than ancestry, I guess, just in terms of the information that you kind of gather from yeah. your DNA. So they do like the food stuff, you know, like what you're allergic to, what you're not, you know, they tell her like, what's your propensity to, um, like or dislike cilantro, for example. Like, I don't have that like uh, capability. At least I don't know if I do. <laughs> I don't think I do on ancestry. Yeah. Like, maybe I could dig in deeper, whatever, but it's not like blatantly there for me. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, why yeah. do I need to know that anyway? But <laughs> it's just kind of fun, you know? Yeah. And then they went back to like, they traced her DNA to like what her makeup is basically. Mm-hmm. Same, same thing as ancestry. So it's just like your DNA, the way they kind of present it is like <clears throat> your DNA matches the DNA of people typically from like this area of the earth. So there's like a range of error, like a, a margin of error, I suppose. Yeah. You know, so they'll slap a percentage on it, say uh, German, for example. Like if, you, if it says it's 18%, well, that range could be anywhere from fucking 5% up to 40% kind of thing. So they just kind of slap it somewhere in the middle and say, you know, this is, huh. this is your DNA. That's yeah, that how ancestry be, works. That would be cool to know. Cause I mean, just mm-hmm. like, cause then I could pass that on to Will at some point and say, Hey, this is what we are basically. Hey, you, you, are are the, you are the son of Nicholas. Nicholas. The last name Rucker, which means thief in German. <laughs> Nicholas the Rucker. Thief. You steal the souls of innocent children. Of innocent German children. Just suck their souls right out of their body. God. This sounds bad. This is a Franklin cover-up. This is. This is definitely some kind of cover-up. But, um, yeah, buddy, I'm excited. I'm excited for a Wednesday's interview. Yes, uh, me too. It's been a little bit since we've had a... So we uh, definitely come with some good questions mm-hmm. for him. And uh, I, w- I just really want to know if I can continue eating pizza rolls on a regular basis. Like not, slathered in the meal. That's not going to be in the meal plan. Uh, it's hitting all the food groups. Oh, so. It's hitting all the food groups. Hey, so I went, I worked in Chicago a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. Yeah, whatever. And, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the it's a Lou Manelos or something like that, Mangelos mm-hmm. pizza up there, like the prime pizza place. Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy I worked with sent me a box of like seven pizzas from that pizza place up there. We're talking Chicago style wow. deep original deep dish Chicago pizza, which for anybody listening. If you've never experienced, let me see if I can look this up real quick, actually. <laughs> so I'm not lying. I don't want to make myself into a liar. Okay, here it is. Lou Malnati's. Malnati's. Lou Malnati's. 
Hold on. This is stupid that I have to do this. Oh, of course, I can't touch it either. Edit. Turn. There we go. Lou Minaltis. Yep. That's the pizza place in Chicago. Uh, and, and you, you we're have talking seven deep dish seven pizzas of these, of these little bastards. Yeah. And I mean, we had one last night. Well, I had like a piece of it, like a small piece. And then the, I got the boys that I let them have some tonight and tried a small piece. And we're talking, it's, it's legit, like the best pizza you will ever have if you like deep dish Chicago style. So last time the I was best, in Chicago, so it's the best deep dish pizza. I think it's the best pizza ever because I went to Chicago probably two months ago, worked there, and the next week went to New York and worked mm-hmm. there. And so I compared the pizzas back to back, and I'm, I'm a Chicago pizza guy now. You, like after you, that, want, you want the deep dish. It's so much better. It really is. It's crunchier. The cheese. Hear you saying this, but okay. I feel like I'm a floppy New York pizza slice guy. Yeah, that's not a Ninja Turtle. That's stupid. I, I, (laughs) my soul aligns with Leonardo, bro. You're the. I'll fold it in half and make it into a sandwich guy. Yep. Just you, you kind of drain that that greasy cheese shit in your mouth and mm. instant diarrhea, like like a scene from Van Wilder. Just oh, I've had this all before. Over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I remember the first time I was in Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, New York, a few years back, and we were at like a some bar there. And you you could order pizza to the bar. So basically, it was just takeout would deliver there. And we got this pizza that I'm telling you, it was probably two and a half feet wide. It wow. was fucking huge. And I just didn't understand it. Like, my brain couldn't comprehend what was happening because the slice... Right. <laughs> the slice the slice of pizza was like the size of a normal pizza oh my and i'm God. just like and it had like bay leaves like full-size bay leaves on it and i'm just like what is this what the fuck that's but the, the problem with america right there yeah that pizza yes. yes it is i mean it was good but well, yes of course so the reason i had i went to the chicago I had the pizza at the Blackhawks game, the Chicago Blackhawks game. Next okay. week, I went to New York, and I went to the New York Islanders game and had the pizza there. So I went to a New York Islanders game, and I bought this, like, gold club ticket, which wasn't really very expensive. I have this app called Game Time, right? So mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, people, and you see, like, follow me on social media, and you see that I go to these games, like, whenever I'm in somewhere, I get the tickets dirt cheap because i use this app game time and you can get any ticket like we're talking like last minute tickets somebody's selling like a 500 hundred dollar ticket for like 75 bucks and you're like yeah i want that sure. and so buy this ticket and i'm like i don't understand what i'm getting into whatsoever mm-hmm. so 
you're going, I'm going to this arena to watch the New York Islanders play the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins get there. And of course there's like the general admission entrance, huge fucking line. And I'm like, and it's, there's like one arrow that points like gold club this way. And I'm like, that can't be where I need to go. There's nothing over there. And so I get over there, right. I walk around the side of the building and I go up to like this ticket booth thing. And I'm like, Hey, could you guys tell me where this is? And I show them my phone and they're like, yeah, that's an entrance right there. Just go right on inside. And I'm like, okay, no line whatsoever. Nobody's over there. And I'm like, this is, this is, I'm going to get raped and murdered and it's going to be in New York. Um, so I, obviously I accepted my fate at that point. And, uh, I go over, going through the door, and I'm like, it's like you walk into a um, hotel lobby. That's what it felt like. And I'm like, what is this? And there's a guy. There's there's nothing in there. And there's this one guy by an elevator standing there. And he's like, hey, sir, what, uh, what floor are you going to? And I showed him my phone. And he's like, all right, hop on in. And he, we get in the elevator. He hits the button, takes me up two flights and i get out and then i get and to your rear end hurt and i'm like why am i so sleepy why am i so sore <laughs> why is six hours passed uh, <laughs> okay so sorry. I, get out, <laughs> I get out of the elevator and i go into uh and then it's like you're actually in the arena and there's other people there but then it says gold to the left so i go over to this gold club to the left and there's another there's a ticket line then at that point to get in mm-hmm. and i go through the ticket line to scan my deal and i go into this huge buffet like nice. we're talking like they had new york style pizza they had tacos they had barbecue they had all this stuff and it's all free everything Love is it. free and i was like what did I buy for $75 that like <laughs> that warrants this? And so, and then like, it had like, basically it was like, uh, uh, you were in this little pavilion, then you could look down your seats were down there. And then the hockey rink was down below. And like, it was just like a, a separated section to where you could watch the game. And so dude, we're talking like, there was a line of like, you know how like whenever you go to Hy-Vee and they have that section with like all the candies where you mm. can just like open a dispenser with candies. That's yep. what they had. They had their like Swedish fish. They had like all the malted milk balls, all this stuff. <laughs> nice. And that night I found out that like I went over, I got like five pieces of pizza mm-hmm. and put it on a plate. Then I went over and got basically what were like malted milk balls. And put them next to it. And I would take a bite of pizza and I'd put a malted milk ball in my mouth. And like the offset of like salty and sweet was like fucking phenomenal. And I was like, and do, that's when the drugs were hitting. And then I'm like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> Why is my anus is bleeding? <laughs> oh. That's awesome. Did you ever ask anyone, like, is this a regular, like, thing that happens yeah, in every game in this area or was it a special event like yeah yeah no they just they're like yes yeah, every every game like this is a fucking tuesday yeah. yeah and so i ate my body weight in pizza because i was like fuck i paid for this why not 
Yeah. Uh, and dealing with New York traffic to get to uh, that area, um, Queens, basically, is where it was at. It was uh, it was a fucking nightmare. So I was like, this yeah. is worth it. I'm going to make it worth it. Watch the hockey game. Literally sat there with like a full plate of pizza. And I'm like, rah, rah. Pizza I'm like, multi- this is fucking awesome. I'm sure the guy next to me was like, Jesus Christ. Fucking lard ass. <laughs> you just fucking spew blueberry pile over everybody. <laughs> He's, hey, lard ass. Um, what was that? Your fucking milk shit. balls just coming out. Fucking <laughs> milk balls and pizza. <laughs> like, don't ever allow that guy back in here again. Fuck him. He's Nick Rucker oh. Country. Oh, that was uh, yeah. Stand by, uh, stand, stand by, by me. me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Lord, ass. Like, just, <laughs> just how, like, fucking uh, unsubtly rude people were to each other back then. Yes. That, Jeez. the world was so much better. Yeah. At least you knew what people thought of you. Yeah. They just let you know. Yeah. You're, so you're a big old piece of shit, Lord, ass. Lord, ass. <laughs> if you're a fat, well, people let you know it. I think that's where you fucked up. With your pizza test, because you put malted milk balls with every bite of pizza. You can't do that. Dude, it was delicious. Like, the best thing I've ever had. (laughs) I'm dead serious. And I was like, well, I've got a 14-hour day tomorrow at work, so I think I'll be okay. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it was was good. And, of course, I'm like, I felt bad, because then it it was like a Thursday. So I have weigh-ins on Saturday. And so mm-hmm. Thursday, of course, like what it's going to ultimately do is build up like a bunch of sodium in your body, which is what it did. And so you're going to hold water and then you fly. So then that is also like, like your body has to, I feel like your, your body has to flush out flying too. And so. I was just like, oh, you, wow, you were uh, over 200 pounds on Saturday. I'm like, uh, that pizza was good. There was a thing that happened. There was an accident that happened. I slipped and fell and broke my butthole and ate all this pizza. Blow my asshole out because I got to <laughs> shit out five pounds worth of pizza. You want to see the movie The Purge? Watch this. Fucking gross. <laughs> it's the the dumb and dumber fucking that's the funniest shit scene I've ever seen. Yeah. Sure. I don't think there's a better shit scene. Bad grandpa was a close second. Yeah, that was pretty good too. I think it was a shock, the shock factor. Probably in both, but dumb and dumber still holds a cake for me. I did go see <laughs> uh the new Top Gun on Friday. Don't tell me anything. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I'm purposefully say, not watching previews or anything. Okay, I won't say I won't say anything at all then. Yeah, keep your fucking mouth shut. All right. Just like the guy in the elevator said. Keep your fucking mouth shut. We're going up. Except for when I tell you to open it. <laughs> I started this listening. podcast is gonna get taken down. Oh yeah, definitely. Within the first five seconds, they're like, oh yeah. Black guy, guys, white guy together on a podcast. Geez, I don't think please. so. I think I'm going to start marking white, dude. We're just two white guys. Yeah, that works. 59% I'm going to start showing my ancestry. Yeah, this is my buddy from the Caribbean. Great. You look Caribbean. 
my my Viking ancestors made it to the Caribbean, and they just you know hooked right up with tillage. <laughs> it was all it was all very consensual, from what I read. Consensually, consensually right. unconsensual. Yeah, they just agreed Whatever to you, disagree. Whatever you need to say, yeah. but. Hey, buddy, I'm going to have to get off here. It's 930, but let's uh, let's have a good episode Wednesday with John yes. Brent, the nutrition coach, the coach from the coach and the vet. And uh, so, yeah, I hope you guys all have a fun week. Go see Top Gun. Absolutely. Yes, we'll do. And then we'll recap. That's right. All right. So, Jan's a lot. We'll talk Wednesday. Okay. Sounds good. Everybody just tell them in. You came in at a perfect time. Long lost love, I was built so blind. Made perfection, but I'm getting it right.